Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like you're going to a funeral maybe, or you're depressed. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry by the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need all in one spot. Check out Macy's wedding shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. This is Heather Dubrow's World, and now you can live in it two times a week right here on Podcast One. Welcome back, everybody. Um, very excited to talk about today's show. I'm so frustrated, and I'm uh, like, I have many emotions about uh, this week's Orange County Housewives episode to break it all down with me. Of course, the fabulous Jefferson. Hello. Hello, hello. And the fabulous Mandy. Hi, hi. Hi. I like that color on you. Jefferson's all cute today. He's got some light streaming in the window. I like it. Um, first of all, let me just say a couple of things. Let me just say that um, uh, my YouTube channel, there's a fresh new video of my studio. The shade of it all. Well, so here's the thing. So, I mean, what, what was really um, lovely uh, before I joined the show again was, you know, I have my podcast and I have my YouTube channel and part of the YouTube channel has been a house tour of my home. Cause I know people always really wanted to see it. So even if you've seen it on the show, um, if you're really interested in design and all that, you can go to my YouTube channel and like take the tour and I go kind of room by room and it's not supposed to be like, Hey, look at me. It's more like, do you like design? Let me, I love design. And so things like that, I, I love watching personally, and I've gotten so many messages from people, architects and designers and lay people and people who just love design or who want to emulate it, but maybe on a different budget or where did you source that? So I love stuff like that. Now, the, the studio, which some might think is narcissistic, um, <laughs> uh, I call it fabulous, but that's okay. But the studio, as we talked about last week, um, it was my guest room. And in the pandemic, uh, I needed a place to do my podcast. And people have been asking me why I didn't use my office that's in the front of the house. I did. But the problem with that office is it's literally the first room in the house. So it's right by the front door. The doorbell's going off. People are knocking. People are coming in and out. Um, they're like little sliding doors. It wasn't really meant to be this hermetically sealed, like quiet spot. And there's windows that look out to the driveway. So I can see and hear everyone pulling up and everyone it's like and then when the you know if the gardener's there it's like like the outside like it was just crazy and I did it for six months I'm like I need a better solution which is kind of how this whole thing started anyway I love it I love my private space here and um so if you want to see it 
you can go, if you look on my Instagram, there, there's a link on my bio. They have like one of those link tree things, or you could just go to YouTube and type in Heather Dubrow house tour, anything, or just Heather Dubrow. It'll pop up anyway. That's that. So you can check that out if you want to see it. How are you guys? I'm good. I got my vodka in the mail. Thank you very much. Did you crack it open? Did it make a mess? Oh, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole bottle's gone? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you make it icy cold and sip it straight? So I tasted it. It's delicious, but I used it in my martini. So we, I, did a little, I did a martini night with some friends, and it was perfect. Did they like it? Oh, they love, please. The, those bitches would drink anything that's free. <laughs> but I have to tell you what's really great about that vodka, about that Beluga Gold. There, there's another one, but this is the Beluga Gold, is that if you make it super icy cold and like if you just wanted like a sip. Remember, we were, were was I talking with you guys about pre-gaming? Like mm-hmm. I have some, yeah. So so I have some girlfriends that can sip wine on their way out. I can't do that, but I could have like a like a little tiny glass of that cold vodka. Just sip it. I love it. Well, I had about eight martinis with it. So. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. Have you cracked the seal, Mandy? Not yet. It's on my plans for this weekend. Got it in the mail. We'll let you know how it goes. Okay, fantastic. Icy cold. Icy cold. Icy cold. Oh, I'm glad you guys liked it. That's good. Um, so this is episode seven. And let me just say right off the bat that we're dark next week. There's no episode because I'm already getting... Questions from people. Uh, why are they doing like a super tease at the end of episode seven? Um, are there less episodes? No. Uh, but they did that because we're dark next week. And I think it was like to just keep the momentum going kind of thing. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to just dive into episode seven here. We start at the bathing suit shop, which I thought was hilarious, with Nicole and Jen and Emily. Um, Nicole comes in and they're shopping for swimsuits for Cabo. And Nicole basically says she's not going if Noella is going and they keep showing flashbacks of Nicole and Noella. What I'm wondering is what did, what did you guys think about Nicole's, um, uh, you know, phone calls with Noella and how she feels? I mean, yeah, I, I thought I liked her phone call with her because it was very to the point. She's like, perhaps like I don't think I can give you what you need and I don't like how you're speaking to me so I'm gonna go it felt it felt like a boundary and it felt as respectful as it could be when you feel like someone is being rude to you yeah I thought so too because I mean obviously I wasn't there so I didn't and I didn't know about that phone call at all um but I, I felt the same. I thought that's kind of what I said to her when she was like lying about me and making stuff up about me slamming people into walls and all that stuff. And I'm going, and I said, you know, I don't think I'm the right friend for you. It was, it was like more perplexed. I thought Nicole handled it like an adult. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think this episode, I, you know, kind of felt really bad for Nicole. She's in the middle of this whole new world and she's, you know, being not attacked, but she has things coming to her left and right. And it's, I think it's really hard to navigate for her. So the fact that she is placing those boundaries, I think is helpful because, you know, I think I had to remind myself that this is not one day that you guys shoot this. It's over months. And I'm sure that just piles on and becomes really heavy to navigate. 
I don't remember when this came up. I was trying to look through my notes. I'm sure it was later, but when there was like a flashback again to that phone call or something, Noella made a comment later in her, in her interview that, oh, oh, I know what it was. Emily talked on the phone to Noella and referenced this bathing suit shopping and said, um, Nicole was telling us that you, Noella, bashed all of us, bashed all of us. And, and Emily doesn't believe it at this time. She does not believe it. And, and Noella blames me. Yeah, I don't know what her, Noella's a child. I mean, that's, that's the theme of this episode, Noella's a child. But also, Emily has a weird thing where, any, where she, I don't know if it's like, like her like defense mechanism where she's like, I don't want to be involved in gossip, so I'm just going to not believe anything. But this is like the second or third time where somebody is saying something to her, seemingly as a friend, like, hey, this is my experience or whatever. And she's like, I don't believe it. You're just trying to get me to believe negative things. It's like, no, I'm just telling you my opinion. Believe it or don't. Yeah, for somebody who doesn't want to be involved in gossip, she sure does spread it a lot. I'll just, I'll leave that there. Yeah, that is a conundrum. It's, oh, sorry, what were you going to say, Jefferson? Remember, Mandy, this is what I told you. These women have learned over the years with the reunion, they do not want to get caught up in a situation where they, where someone feels like you didn't stick up. And so it's like, I think the television has, force things force people to do things they wouldn't normally do and it's like yes i heard this i'm letting you know i heard it so you don't get mad at me for not telling you i guess but i still think that you know these are our lives and so you have to just be yourself and i think like in the at the sushi party when i said shoot the messenger there are some times where you don't someone doesn't need and we'll get into that when we get to noella's gift later but sometimes it doesn't need to be said and because then it's in their world. And even though, yes, it's going to be shown on television, it's going to be need to dealt with later. That doesn't mean it needs to be dealt with at this moment. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I, I don't know. I felt like with Emily, like, why are you stirring this up? Why are you telling Noella this? You know that the two of them clearly have an issue. The two of them don't like each other. And someone said it later that I think Gina said, I think, or maybe Shannon said, I think that Noella and Nicole, you know, told each other all their dirty laundry or shit talked everyone. And now, you know, Noella obviously feels like, you know, Nicole's not around very much. And so she can have the upper hand and tell her version or whatever she's telling of the story. But I mean, I do find it funny that Noella thinks like I'm so powerful that I can just control everyone. It's as if like she thinks like I called Nicole and told her to go ruin Noella's reputation. I mean, by the way, do you think I have time or do you think I care enough to do something like that? No. Like, how is that making you money in the situation? It's not. Sorry, not. Don't care. Um, okay, so, but I did think the whole bathing suit thing was hilarious. Watching Emily stand next to Jen in the bit. And, and by the way, you know what I loved about it? They both looked awesome. Emily looks amazing. She like, looks amazing. That body, it's not like them titties were sitting, bro. Like, she looked so good. And I remember thinking, watching it, I was like, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, and I 
respectfully do not think she's always dressing to look as small as she is, which is her prerogative. She can, she can dress however she wants, but I was not expecting her to look like that in a bathing suit. I love seeing, you know, real bodies, you know, and I like that Emily pointed out, you know, that not everybody looks like Nicole and not everybody looks like Jen, although they both look fabulous as well. It's really nice to see kind of uh, body positivity and her trying on the the two piece in front of the camera. I just really enjoyed it. And I do think that this episode, while there was a lot going on, was really full of a lot of fun funny moment where I was really entertained and having fun with everybody most of the time until I wasn't. Yeah. Um, there's a big bummer for me, which I'll get into when we get to Cabo, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. So then we see Shannon um, talking to John. I feel like, and I think we talked about this last week, but what's really a bummer for me is that Shannon and I had dinner. I already told you guys this, right? Did I not tell you? I told you this. We had dinner. I wanted to show her that we moved on. So I planned a dinner. I'm going to post a photo of the dinner, if you remind me, Mandy. Um, We had dinner. The six of us, Nicole, her boyfriend, Shannon, her boyfriend, and me and Terry. And we had so much fun. And it's hard to watch and see that there's still animosity going on on that side where when after the pinky (laughs) promise, I thought we were great. So that is frustrating for me to see that she's the one still perpetuating all of that. This is Heather Dubrow's world. Man, it's hard to find a fast pre-cooked meal that isn't frozen, tasteless, or highly processed. I mean, food that's fast doesn't have to be fast food. Freshly offers quality meals without the hard work. Their meals are designed by nutritionists, cooked by chefs, and then delivered fresh. Other meal deliveries need to be prepped and cooked, but Freshly is ready to eat in three minutes. I mean, I can do three minutes. Can you do three minutes? No one wants to spend an hour cooking dinner after a rough day at work or an infuriating commute or being with the kids all day. I mean, at the end of the day, takeout doesn't have to be your only option for an easy dinner. And right now, takeout, even delivery, all that, it's like an hour and 15. There's a delivery service charge and all of that. Freshly is awesome. And I just love having those meals ready for me to go. So you can get delicious chef-made nutrient-packed meals delivered straight to your door. No cooking required. Fresh and never frozen, ready to heat and enjoy in just three minutes. So you can use the Freshly website or their app to find meals that fit your lifestyle with plans that work for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and family size. Skip the grocery shopping, skip the dirty dishes. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week. Always wanted a chef? This is now your chance. Stop stressing about dinner. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash Heather. That's $40 off at Freshly.com slash Heather. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. I will say that in Cabo, it seemed like things were really fine and she was really behaving and I really liked Vacation Shannon. And so I think (laughs) for, for her, I think it might be not a, a you thing specifically, but a wa- her wall is up. And I think, you know, rightfully so in some terms, obviously she feels a certain way about you guys' friendship. 
And so for her to, you know, kind of be like, am I excited about this? Like, uh, like, I don't know, I think is normal, but I do think she was on her best behavior. And I really enjoyed her presence this episode, which is a first for me. Okay. Um, so then Gina comes over to my house, which is kind of funny in the beginning when she knocks on the door. <laughs> the editors are so funny. Anyway, so she comes over, she comes over to my closet and she asks me to include Noella. Now, <clears throat> this was, you know, a girl's trip that was, as I told you guys, was supposed to be a couple's trip and then Terry couldn't go. So it turned into a girl's trip. And um, I was really looking forward to it. So, you know, even though, and I said it in the closet, I'm like, even though everything was fine at Max's party, I mean, like you can see, and I didn't know this at the time, but Noella is shit talking me constantly, which, you know, I energetically feel, plus she's lied about me to my face and to others. And then she brought my kid this gift and like, would you invite her on a vacation? Hell no. Hell no. I mean, there's, I have a, I have a lot of thoughts about this episode and specifically about how Noella behaves in general in okay, her but- life, but no, I wouldn't invite her. And I was actually surprised that Gina was pulling for her the way she was. Although now I understand that this is a reality TV show. And so, you know, it is what it is, but if it were me and it's my trip, I wouldn't invite her. Well, it is a reality show, and that's why I didn't invite her. This was specifically my trip, and so I did have some say in what was going on. And um, when she came over and said it, I was like, like, I feel bad for this girl. She's going through all of this stuff. But then there's all this over in this pile. But I swear, I just thought in the back of my mind, look, It'll be fine. There's plenty of us. And at the time I thought Nicole was coming and I thought there's so many of us. It's just, it'll be fine. You don't have to hang out with everyone. It's just going to be okay. Um, So I need to hear this first from Jefferson. What did you think about the gift? Uh Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Okay. So I would say one, I thought it was inappropriate because she doesn't know Max or you well enough to know kind of your household or how you talk about sex with your kids. That being said, I will say that there's this whole thing right now around like queer youth where it's like, we do want to be talking to queer youth about queer sex at a younger age. So they know how to deal with it. That being said, I will be upset with that game coming to my kid, whether they're gay or not. Well, that's I don't need you making cum jokes with my 17-year-old. Thank you. I agree 100%. So here was my thing. I appreciate, and I said it with Gina, I go, I appreciated the fact that it was a pride gift. And as you know, because we've talked about it before, our household is very open. And I agree with you, Jefferson, a thousand percent. These kinds of sex conversations, gay, straight, bi, trans, wherever you fall, in life, it, they need to be discussed. There should not be a taboo. The kids need to grow up understanding their bodies and their sexuality and, you know, all of it. And, and I'm all for talking about it. There is a difference between that and um, if you want to see what the cards say, because they bleeped out 
a lot of the words and I don't even want Could I, should I say them here? I mean, they're so racy. All I would say is this. I mean, I, I could read your lips for some of those. And I was like, what the actual fuck? I wonder if we could, if I can read them and we can bleep them out. Can we do that? What do you think about that? There are two or three. I want you, no, but I really, like, you have to understand them in order to understand them. So I'm going to read them to you guys, but we, they bleeped out a little more than was necessary. We, maybe we could just bleep out less. How about that? But I got to find it. Hold on one second. Here we go. Some are fine, but like everyone, I mean, do you guys, had you heard of Cards Against Humanity? You know what it is, Yeah. right? Okay. Um, by the way, Noella had on her Instagram story yesterday that she's in Big Bear and she uh, said, oh, look, Cards Against Humanity. It came with the cabin. I've never played it before. I'm a virgin to it. I'm thinking, good try. Um, okay. So here are the cards. Uh, whatever straight people do for fun, licking that right, getting your eight, uh, having your sucked while sucking on talking, laughing, loving, breathing, fighting, crying, like that kind of thing. Um, the careless who left a of my credenza, all the different kinds of lesbians telling Heather she can't pull off that top, which I thought was funny that my name happened to be in there. Um, I mean, th- those are just some of them, but I, I mean, isn't that enough? I mean, here, so I, it's inappropriate. I think, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. When I was 17, I talked like that. So it's like, as a 17-year-old, as a and someone who's been 17, I don't find it inappropriate. As someone with kids in my life, you are not allowed to give that to my child. Right. However, I have bought a gift, like a book or like, or something like, like a book or like a card or something that it was like kind of a rush, kind of last minute purchase. And I didn't vet it hard enough because I kind right. of picked up and went. And so, because I know I'm the Twitter advocate here or the associate, if you will, I know yeah. someone on Twitter is going to be like, she probably didn't know the cards were that graphic. And I get that. But I think when people's kids are involved, you need to do some better vetting. If you don't do the vetting and they get upset, you just need to take that on the chin. Yeah, I well, agree I- with that. I'm curious to know how Max felt about it and how she reacted when she opened that gift, because I, I completely agree with you guys that it's frankly inappropriate and it's, she should have known better, but what was Max's reaction? Well, I'm going to leave that for Max, but, but the truth about it is it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter if Max was horrified or she, I mean, it would matter if she was horrified, but I'm saying like, Jefferson, to your point, kids are more mature these days. Like, I don't think anything really shocks them. They see a lot in the media. It's just something an adult can't give a child. You just can't give that to a child. And when you go on Amazon, which is where she bought it from, apparently, it shows what the cards say right underneath it. Oh. So if you scroll down, it it says what the... So I get it. I understand that. But you're going to have to wait and see what happens when, you know because you've seen in the super tease that it does come up later. I really had no intention of making it a thing. And again, yeah, I talked about it on camera because I wanted Gina to understand, like, it was kind of like, first you lie about me. Now you're shit talking me behind my back. And then you give my kid this inappropriate gift. It was just like, ugh, like I'm good with this. You know what I mean? It what you saw me, I wasn't self-righteous. Like how dare she? I was like, that wasn't cool. Who does that? 
I, and I would and I would have been more self righteous. I'm not like when it comes to my kids. Like you know, I have a niece. Like if someone, if one of my friends ever gave her something like that, I'm I would be livid because it's just it creates a weird a weird relationship between you and my child. And like I just have it's it's not for you to make those sort of jokes. But we have to remember who we're dealing with, which is a shameless person and or an idiot or both. But the, but the running theme is this. You might think, um, to your point, uh, Jefferson, that, you know, kids are more savvy these days. And they would, that's probably maybe a gift they'd buy each other at 17. Who knows? I don't know. But that's something they wouldn't show their parents that they gave each other for Secret Santa because it would be like, what? <laughs> like, really? So, like, let me ask you this. So if someone gave, uh, let's, say, let's say Max was straight. Like, I can't even think what the straight version of those cards are, but let's say she was straight. Would it be okay to have a card that's like, um, uh, I, I can't even think of it. I don't know, but you know what I'm no, saying? The answer is no. It would be, no. be wildly inappropriate still. It would be wildly inappropriate. And, and I consider that pornographic material. That doesn't mean it's inappropriate for the right audience. By the way, pornographic isn't necessarily a negative thing. Pornos are great. Lots of people love pornos. There's a reason when you used to go to Blockbuster, it was behind a wall. You had to be of age to go in there. It wasn't accessible for everyone because there's an age that it should be accessible. Because also to your point, Jefferson, when they're learning about sex and and their sexuality it should be i'm not saying it should be clinical i'm saying it should come from like a cool pure learning about their body's place right i don't need you i don't need i don't need you being in a titty on titty conversation with my 17 year old how about exactly that? and not to and by the way we talked about this last week but you came to my kid's book party. I get that you're both bisexual. It wasn't a coming out party. She like walks into Max and is like, welcome to the rainbow. I'm like, She wrote a book. Well, uh, yes, she did. But from my, my first uh, reaction to the title was that her bisexuality was a part of it. It's so, true. That's a good so point. I, so I, because I said, I thought the same thing because I'm not a big fan of people leading with identity when you meet someone. But then I was like, well, I guess she's thinking that this is a coming out book. I don't know. But like, I, I saw how she got there with the rainbow paper. I don't know why that's the gift. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was inappropriate. But again, as you saw with me and Gina, I didn't make a big deal about it. I was just telling her about it. Also, Gina thought it was inappropriate too. She's like sitting there. She's like, no, this is the most awkward thing. It's like, yes, it's awkward for both of y'all and y'all are grown. Imagine how awkward it is for a child. To and get now imagine mom's Max- and now imagine Max with me standing there opening this with all the friends around. From Catholic school. Yes. Not okay. Yes, it wasn't okay. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Okay, I have tried every diet on the planet. And, you know, quick fixes, they're just quick fixes. They don't work, right? But... 
I recently heard about Calibrate. Calibrate is cool. It's not a diet. It's not a quick fix. It's a year-long commitment. Don't get crazy. Just listen. It's a year-long commitment that gives you the tools to fight your biology. Because why don't traditional diets work? You can't fight your biology with willpower. Calibrate is different. It's a comprehensive, doctor-guided, metabolic reset that promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes. See, that's what's really cool about this because it's catered to you. It's going to be what works best for you. And at Calibrate, they combine doctor-prescribed, FDA-approved medication paired with lifestyle changes to improve metabolic health. So this is like a long-term plan to really set you up for your life. It's a comprehensive, fully integrated program combining classes, one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, and a community of members just like you, plus medical care, including a video doctor visit. Calibrate's earliest members lost an average of 14% of their body weight, exceeding the 10% average weight loss results seen in clinical trials. They provide a comprehensive wellness plan personalized to your needs because your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off the one-year metabolic reset when you use promo code Heather at joincalibrate.com. That's $50 off when you use code Heather at joincalibrate.com. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Uh, all right, so we're off to Cabo. Pete, my driver, isn't he so cute? I love him so much. He's like, do you have enough champagne? <laughs> Listen, he knows his audience. He certainly does. You know what is such a bummer? They cut out so much of the fun parts of the trip. Um, they cut out the whole first night and the most of the whole first day. And it's such a bummer because it was so fun. So we got to the uh, airport, and did you see my little um, Louis Vuitton arm pack? Did you love that? Absolutely. It had edibles in it. Of course it did. Yeah. So it had edibles in it, and we got on this plane, and it was a last-minute charter because um, they I, I, the show had gotten a private jet, and it fell through. It is so hard to clear things for liability, as you can imagine, and so many forms to fill out and so much with the lawyers and da 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 da, da that they, it didn't work out. And so literally the night before we left for Cabo, I'm going to tell you it was 10 o'clock at night. They were like, we got you guys commercial flights, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. So I spent like two and a half hours on the phone calling every guy I know, like, Hey, do you have a plane? Do you have a plane? So it all came together super last minute. I was so happy about it, but I, but we, so we got there and it wasn't a pilot I knew or a charter service that I knew, but they were amazing. But we get on the plane and it was like kind of warm and, and Shannon had never been on a small jet. We took a light jet, never been on a small jet before. And so she was freaking out. I'm like, ah, take it edible. You'll be fine. And I have a video that is so funny where I'm like, I'm your plug. And she's like, oh, we're microdosing. I'm going to post it. Um, it was so fun. We had such a great time, especially on the plane. It was awesome. I love when Gina said um, that, like, she's like, some people would think of Heather as controlling, but I just think of her as somebody who takes care of everything. 
And I think that is the perfect way to think about how the world must see you. It's like somebody's like, this bitch talks so much and she's telling me what to do. And then everyone else is like, thank God you've made a plan because I just want to lay here. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'll ride your private plane. It's fine. Tell me where to go. <laughs> well, my whole thing always, even with my family, is that I like to have the framework of a plan. I make reservations. I make sure there's cars. Um, but, but... I'm also malleable. Like if no one wants to go, we don't go. If someone changes their mind and wants to stay back, stay back. I'm okay like that. You don't have to go because my family was very much like that. And I hated it. Like there, I think I've told you guys, but like if there was a dinner reservation at six, you had to go. There was an outfit. There was a plan. I'm not like that. But I do like to have the plan in place in case. I respect it. I want somebody like that in my life, but that's not me. I like the option of adult camp or chill. You know, there's a nice mix between. Yes, exactly. And I like to do a little bit of everything. But I want to tell you something. It was so hot. Oh, my God. It was so hot. It was like, I mean, they had 96 degrees up there. It was 106 at some points during the day. It was incredibly hot. This house had incredible, it was all open. So there was no air conditioning except in your room. And that was like, you know, this kind of air conditioning. You know what I'm talking about? There's yeah. my ASMR. <laughs> it was, what it was, month was this that you guys went? August. It was. You went to Cabo in August? Mm-hmm. Well, that's your fault. Yeah, well, we had to go when we had to go. So we get there and it's so hot, but like, we're just so happy. The plane ride was great. We had air conditioning in the car. We got there. We had a good dinner plan. And um, I was taking them into town for dinner into San Jose del Capo. Cause I, have you guys been there before? No. Oh my God. You love it. First of all, it's like old world. It's not like Cabo San Lucas, which is more built up and new. It's like there's cobblestone streets, there, streets, there's a town square. There's like still cute little stores and stuff. And there's amazing restaurants. Cause there's a lot of people that have moved to Cabo from um, Southern California and they have a huge community down there. And so there's amazing places to go. Um, so I wanted to, to take them to this place called La Lupita for dinner. So fun. They always have a band on this stage and it's got, Terry hates going there because it's a joint. You know, he doesn't get a joint. There's flies. He doesn't get it. I'm like, but it's great food and they have a band and the drinks are good. He's like, there's flies. There's no tablecloth. I'm like, whatever. I'll go with my girlfriends. Fine. Anyway, there's someone making tortillas in the car. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so we get there. And we check, we like get to the place. There were so many rooms. There were more than enough rooms. And I would tell you, like all the rooms were pretty equal. I would say, except my room had this odd body of water in it, this pool thing that looks stagnant and I never touched. But like, it, you know, I don't know. It was just the, I, my shower dripped. I had bad shower karma this this season, but it dripped two like drops of water, <laughs> whatever. It was fine. But I will tell you, like when we got there, everyone just picked rooms. No one was unhappy because I really think all the rooms were very equal. And because there were extra rooms or if anyone was unhappy, I would have switched things. I mean, yeah, take, take the room, like shut up. You get your own like house. And, like, there's like six pools on this property. Like you're fine. Yeah. It was a huge property. I mean, it really was. So that was really nice. Um, I love that. Do you guys think it's funny that Emily and Gina are like Lucy and Ricky in the beds? Like they always stay together. 
I literally wrote it down on my notes. I'm like, this is so funny to me. There is more than enough rooms and you guys choose to go together. That's like Dorinda and Ramona on Real Housewives of New York. They do the same thing, except they like they cause a scene and they pitch a fight if they can't get the biggest room because they want to stay together. Well, stay tuned for that one um, later in the season. Uh, so not that they pitched a fight, but something happens. So, okay, so we get there and everyone like unpacks and stuff. By the way, I, they just showed it for a second, but did you, they didn't show me packing this time. Which was annoying because, like, I like I'm I pack very particularly, <laughs> and so I pack with tissue paper. I have shoe cover. Like, oh, I pack. I'm a good packer. So when I was unpacking, if you go back and look at it, you could see the tissue paper coming out of the the bag. You are so much. You are just so much, Heather. I know, I know, I am. But here's the thing about packing with tissue paper. You know, when you go to a store. And you buy something like it, like a high end store, right? You go to a store and you buy something, and they wrap it beautifully. When you get home, it's not creased; it's just perfect. So, what I like to do is I wrap the things that could potentially get creased. I put tissue paper and wrap it like you've bought it at the store, and. Then when I get there, it doesn't require a lot of maintenance. You don't need to like steam it or iron it or anything. So you just hang it up and 99.9% of the time, it all looks great. Um, And then my shoes too, because if your shoes bang together, they can like get ruined or whatever. But on the way home, I still do that with my shoes, but I don't do the tissue paper. Can I just say you're a better woman than me? Because if I had your kind of money... I would just, matter of fact, I'm telling you right now, I don't even have your kind of money. And I, when I travel and go to a resort, which I'm sure had like house attendants, I have them steam my clothes when they unpack the bag. You can do that, but I'm so particular about my things. And I'd be so concerned that something would get ruined. If I really need it done, I will do that. I will. I will have something steamed or something pressed. But then also, it also comes to like, you know, you get there and you have an event that night. Sometimes there's not time to do that. Like, so you know, you're, ta- you're you so know prepared. I know. Well, you know, taught me a good trick, which I haven't been doing lately, but I really need to start doing again. Tamara. Tamara has lost her luggage before. So she always ta- packs. Like if we're going to Cabo, let's say she'll pack her her outfit for that night and a bathing suit and cover up for the next day in her carry on. So if her luggage gets lost, she's still good. My mom does that. That's smart. I can't do that. My stuff won't fit in the carry-on because I'm so big and I wear like a size 13 shoe. I can't carry my shoes with me on the plane. But it's right. a great idea for small Well, people. you could bring flip-flops. I don't wear flip-flops. What do you wear to the beach? Birkenstocks. Oh, you're a Birkenstock boy. Absolutely. Huh. There's nothing going in between my toes. No grown man should be wearing flip-flops. That's so funny. By the way, I can't even get Terry to wear that. Like he's sneakers or shoes or clogs for surgery. Like that's it. That's amazing. Even on the beach? Yeah, I bought him a pair of flip-flops because he would never wear Birkenstocks. And I did buy him like a cool pair of, I'm going to call them water shoes, but like they're not, but they're, you know, you could wear, they are. But they look more like a slip-in, like Vans. They look like Vans. He wouldn't wear those. And so basically what we do at a resort is we'll go, um, 
if I work out fine and then we'll go back to the room and change and go. But a lot of times what happens is I work out when, when I'm not on vacation. So I don't have to work out when I am on vacation. So what we typically do is get ready in the morning. He goes off to the gym and I go to the cabana or by the pool. So he's in workout stuff with his sneakers on and he comes right to the pool from there. Harry's an interesting man. He could pack for a week with like the carry on. He's, I mean, he's such a dude, man. That's him. Okay. Anyway. So, um, so we are, oh, and then, oh, there's that scene with Jen and Ryan on the phone. We're calling him Ryan, by the way, calling him Ryan, Jen and Ryan on the phone. And my gosh, like, I just, I feel so bad for her every time she talks to him. The mom guilt is real. It's evident. And it just, it honestly is heartbreaking to watch every single time because I, you know, it's a recurring theme in her life and something that is such a big issue for her. And it, it's not easy for the viewers to watch either because you're saying, my goodness, like, how can I love that you had the conversation about family dinners and stuff because I feel like she needs somebody to tell her, hey, like there are small things you could do so you don't feel so bad when you are away or when you choose to go have fun with your girlfriends because you deserve that too. I also thought it was kind of like you saying, this is kind of what I got and I don't know if it's accurate, but like maybe I think she might be a little younger than Terry. And so it's kind of like you were saying, like I get it, like there's a certain point in your life where you're building your career and then once you get more established, you can be at home more because you don't need to hustle as much. Exactly. That's exactly what I was saying. And I think that happens. Like, right. My dad wasn't around for most of my life because he was in his prime earning years. Right. And that's what happens. And it's like the sacrifices that you make. And it sucks. Um, but- I wish they would stop talking about it as much. I'm not going to lie. I wish, like, they would just accept that she's not going to be around a lot and then just, like, she can just ask how the kids are and then hang up the phone. It kind of feels like she's torturing herself where it's like, like we know, like, you know, you weren't home for dinner. So do they, we don't need to talk about it. We know what happened. We knew it was going to happen. I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly why, because she feels so bad. She wants him to tell her it's all okay. Cause I've been there before. I know exactly how that feels. And by the way, the mom guilt thing is so messed up that even when you're a stay-at-home mother, which I was for, you know, several years, and you go do something, you still feel terrible that you're missing the A, B, and C or the X, Y, and Z. So I can't even imagine, I mean, and I made conscious choices to be home because I could, because I was lucky enough to be able to make that choice and, and all of that. But you always feel guilty. And all I ever wanted to hear, if I look back on that time, is I just wanted someone to say to me, they love you. It's okay. You're great. They're great. This is our family dynamic. And it all works out. And when you get back, let's plan blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what, and Terry was great. He would do that for me when I was feeling that way. Even now, if I'm having a moment like that, trust me, when we were filming housewives and I was filming seven year stitch at the same time and doing my podcast and managing all of them and trying to spend time with like, I felt terrible, especially we were traveling and all. I mean, I felt terrible. I'm better at it now because I understand and my relationship is different and they're older, but especially when they're little like that, I totally get how she feels. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's world. 
All right. Well, you guys know I'm always looking for whatever's cutting edge in health and wellness, especially women's health, because I think it's a conversation that we just don't have very often or enough. And then I remember I was at um, Jen Berman's office and they had these samples of this Ristella thing from Bonafide. And I was like, what is that? And they had all these different products. I'm like, well, I don't have that. I don't have that, but that sounds good. I might want to try that. Oh. And so I took it and I, I honestly, I was blown away because it, there's no hormones. There's no prescription. It's like a real relief without compromise. Um, Bonafide was created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve the symptoms that accompany hormonal fluctuations within their body. And this is for like all ages. I mean, we're talking about PMS to menopause and kind of everything in between. Um, better sex, um, more lube, uh, you know, menopausal hot flashes, any kind of like, you know, uncool, like itching or anything going on. Like they have something for you where you don't have to run to the doctor and get a prescription. I was really blown away by their products. I would say give Bonafide a try today. Like I said, no hormones, no prescription required, real relief without compromise. And you're going to get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product. Go to hellobonafide.com and use promo code Heather. That's Hello Bonafide, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E, hellobonafide.com and code Heather for 20% off at checkout. For best prices and free shipping, go directly to the hellobonafide.com website. This is their best offer anywhere. So check it out and use promo code Heather. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. I wonder, Mandy, if this if this is true in your childhood too. Like my mom, my parents don't believe in parenting guilt. I think they both my parents grew up very poor, and so I remember like my mom. She's a shrink. She's worked all her life, all my life, and all of her, all my dad's friends' wives don't work, and they used to try to guilt my mom into staying home more. And they're like, "Well, don't you feel bad?" She's like, "Why do I feel bad? I have to work. People work, so yes, I'm going to work. I'm not going to feel bad because I need to work so they can eat." And I right. think there's something, I don't know, but I think it's, I've always attributed to my parents just growing up poor, but like, I don't think poor people have, I don't think poor people have as much mom guilt because on some level you just have to work. That was never a conversation in my house because it's either I go to work or you don't have food. There's what's, no the, what's the alternative here? Yeah. Right. And so, and I think, you know, in, in many ways for Jen, it's the same way. She's trying to provide a certain lifestyle for her kids. So, you know, I get the mom guilt, but don't apologize for trying to give your kids such a big, valuable life with experiences a lot of other people cannot afford. You know, I, I think that there is a fine mix between that. But yeah, Jefferson, you're right. That was never a conversation. And honestly, I never felt like my I was missing my mom or that there was something missing in my life in general. It was just like, well, mom and dad have to work. And, and so, yeah, we'll stay home alone till four o'clock. Right. Cause well, again, what's the alternative here? I don't feel weird about things that I, that I have no other options for. I'll tell and you then, what the difference is. Mm. It's generational and it's social media because now moms are supposed to not just be a mom, and make faces on their kids' sandwiches and put lunch mail in there. They need to also have a, 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 a job 
that is compelling for them and, and satisfies them and earns money. They have to have relationships with their partner. They have to have friendships and they have to have a beautiful home and make events and show everything on social media in this glossy, beautiful way for everyone to admire. It's completely unrealistic. It is bullshit, but that is the pressure on moms today. And I think the difference is generational. And I think it's also the social media thing. I think if social media hadn't been around still, none of us would know what anyone else was doing. It's like Beyonce only has 24 hours in a day and she has, does blah, 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 blah. Meaning you're worth nothing if you can't even do A, B, and C, right? I mean, that's the pressure on moms today. I, I get that. But if I could tell Jen one thing is like, girl, take a look back. You have it all. You have the family. You have the husband. You have the career. You have the body. You have the brains. Enjoy it. Yeah. And forget everybody else. Apolo- the and just stop apologizing. Like, I do not believe, and we talked about this last week about relationships. I do not believe in apologizing for facts. I have to work. So that's what's going to happen. I'm not going to feel bad about it because I have to work. Right. So I'm working. Gotta go. Well, that's why I was trying to say, you know, you'll get to that point. Because I do remember Terry saying to me, I remember the, and a little on the other side of it, where I was a stay-at-home mom, like, oh my God, I really want to go back to work. Like, <laughs> please get me out of here. And you would be like, it's hard to be a stay-at-home mom. I had a lot of children. I had three under three years old at one point. I mean, it was just crazy. I was just live. I lived in feces for a decade, but I was like, Terry would say to me, if if I could give you a crystal ball and you could look in it and see what the future looked like, you would relax right now. And that used to help too, a little bit. Okay. Anyway, so moving on. Um, oh, so they show a little flashback of me and Bing, my architect, but I love, but I love Bing. Bing is the cutest thing ever. And they call him Bada Bing. He's so cute. And I love him. And he designed um, my house in Idaho with me. And so he also does a lot of work in Cabo. And so he flew out with his daughter, Amanda, who works with him and um, to help me figure out this Cabo thing. So the plans that I'm showing at the table are, it, they kind of make it look like it's for Cabo. Those are my plans for Idaho. <laughs> that were on the table because I was trying to see Like when we go to look at land, I hope they show that in the next episode. But when we go to look at land, it was like, you know, I said, bring the plans for Idaho so we can look at the floor plan and see like how we can massage that kind of idea here. You know, that was kind of the plan. Um, And so he and I, so we had met and had a full meeting about it, which they didn't show. And then Emily and Gina walked up and sat down and hung out with me. And that's when I talk about like that dream that I had about the twins. So what happened was when I was in my interview, I didn't know that they were going to use that. I was just talking to the producer because we were, he was asking me why the house is so important. And I was trying to explain that um, it started with Melissa Rivers. So Melissa was telling me that her mom, Joan, had built this ranch years ago and they always used to go there and and melissa was telling me that like in the pandemic we were talking one day and she's like oh we're going to our ranch i'm like what's the ranch like jews have ranches like i didn't know this we can have a ranch <laughs> so, <laughs> so she's like yeah she's like my we have this ranch for years she goes and she was telling me about it and as she told me about it it completely resonated with me like you know this place that 
when I'm gone, they'll go, it'll be their happy place. Or when they want to, like when they want to celebrate something, or if they're depressed or they want to hide, like I want them to have a place that they can all go to. And that's why I got so emotional. But that dream that I was telling him about, um, that really, that happened, but I was just telling him about it. That's why I got so teary and emotional about it. Cause it was like, so it was, so, I don't usually have such vivid dreams, but it was like so real. I think that's really sweet. And I think, yeah, I, there are places in everyone's life that are important to them. And I think if you're lucky to do family vacations every year or often, those sort of things kind of happen. They, they become important to you. Like I, my parents have a, a beach house that we go that we go to every summer and I stopped going after college, like four years, I just stopped going and I missed it so much. And now I started, I've started back going with them when they go, because it's like, you know, I just kind of, I want to redecorate because it's hideous. Um, <laughs> but my mom is not a decorating woman and that's fine. But I, but like, yeah, like it's very nostalgic for me and it means a lot. And it is nice, I think, for the people who don't have that. I've never had that. You know, I was actually thinking about it the other day. Like, I can't ever recall actually going on a family vacation with, like, that we all go somewhere and we have fun. And that's never happened. And so, for me, I'm working towards providing that for my family one day. You know, I don't have it yet, but that's what I would like because there's something to be said about a space that you have memories you know, with your current family that you can look back in the future and say, you know, mom used to do this. Or I remember when dad jumped in the pool and, you know, like scraped his elbow or something. That's nice. There's something um, beautiful about creating memories that way. And they don't always have to be financial. I'm just saying. No, No, they don't. I think, I think everyone, but I think for people listening, the one thing I can say as a kid, as somebody with parents who had traditions, the I so appreciate my parents doing things every year because it does when you get older, it does it just it almost forces nostalgia on you because now every time you hear that song or you think of this place or you think of this restaurant, you remember your family. And I if I I encourage people to to create bullshit traditions like that because when your kids are older, they'll appreciate it. A hundred percent. That's why I love even like all right, like take Paso for example, like. You know, Passover, you know, seders can be very, very long and like a big thing. And like when I was a kid, my memory of Passover was like we'd go to our friend's house and they were more religious than us. And it would be like hours, like hours. And the kids would all be dying because they wouldn't let you eat until after and the whole thing. So I wanted to make it fun for my kids. And like, so we do like, I have like this preschool seder that would like has morphed over the years, but it's fun. And and they love it and it's great. And, and making those kinds of memories are good, but you also have to know your kids and two things. First of all, I agree with you about, it doesn't have to be financial. I mean, some of my favorite memories from childhood were going to the community pool and not from when my parents had more money and we joined the country club. That was like, I remember that almost being boring because there weren't any kids around and it was like not as fun. But I remember being going to the community thing and they had a diving board and you'd get Starburst and like mush them all together in a ball and, you know, like stupid things like that, which are so fun. But like my kids do not have wanderlust. They really don't like traveling. And when they were little, it was easy because they were kids and 
they would just go, they would go where you tell them to go. And you'd go to a little beach vacation, they dig in the sand and whatever, and, and all those kinds of things. But as they've gotten older and they have different interests um, and needs and want to be with the friends and teenagers and all that, it, it, in the last six months, it's become more important than ever, this idea of this home for them, because even like this year, like we were, Terry and I were talking about uh, Christmas, New Year's next year. And I was thinking, oh, you know what? I'm going to plan a trip because, you know, Max didn't come on this family trip and we're going to go to Idaho in the summer, but that's kind of it. And then I really, I went, wait a minute, what am I doing? The twins are going to be coming home from college for the first time for this big break. They're going to want to say, no one's going to want to do this. This is a bad plan. And it made that having this home thing, like even more important to me. Yeah, that's 100% understandable. And I do like what Jefferson said, because I was kind of thinking about it. You know, one of the the biggest um, traditions and the biggest gift that my parents gave me was a gift of music and their favorite songs and going, you know, I remember doing road trips and stuff. And so every time I hear those songs, because I still do, um, it brings me back to those moments where I was like trying to fall asleep in the back of the van and my dad had the, the volume at full blast and like, I lost my <laughs> hearing. Yeah. And, and that is something beautiful. And, and that is, you know, a tradition that I hope I give my kids, you know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, grand gesture thing, but I'm glad that for, for Max, Nikki, for Coco, for Kat, that, that this is something that you're trying to strive, um, give them this, you know? Yeah, and, and it, and Terry was like, I remember because, um, we've been working on Idaho again and he was like, but it won't be done for, I don't know, three years, let's say. Um, and I go, right. But that's kind of the perfect age because I remember like Jefferson, what you're talking about with you stopped going to the family house for a while. Like you, I, I remember the, those years and I remember like you're kind of an adult and you want to go on your own trips or you want to do your own thing. And then you kind of come back a little bit because now you feel like an adult. So you can come back. It's it, it is an interesting like period of time. I don't think you have to start tradition. I mean, some traditions you have to start when your family's young, whether it's kids or not, like your relationship is young or your kids are young. Um, but some things, you know, I think it's okay to start later. This is Heather Dubrow's world. You guys remember when I jacked up my leg trail running and it was right before I went on vacation? Well, it got me thinking, what if I got injured when I was on one of my trips and I needed emergency help? And that's how I found out about Air Med Care Network Fly You Home. Listen to this. If you get hurt or sick and you're hospitalized more than 150 nautical miles from home, they will transport you to a hospital of your choice in a medically equipped private aircraft, and you won't have to pay a dime out of pocket for it. They've also completed more than 18,000 missions and have over 30 years of experience. So you can expect industry-leading care while recovering. Now, I know what you're thinking. This must be expensive, but it's as cheap as $134 a year for your entire household. Plus, if you use code Heather, they'll give you up to a $60 gift card when you join. So for all of you like me who love getting out there, I can't recommend enough the financial peace of mind you feel with an AMCN Fly You Home membership. Just visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Heather today and get up to a $60 gift card with code Heather. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com slash Heather and use code Heather. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Here's Heather. 
Um, okay, so then we see Noella packing and shading me about the last one to be invited. I mean, uh, quite frankly, I thought she was lucky to be invited at all. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I just, just say thank you, and then the, and she got there on her own. She's like, I guess I'll just, I'll just be grateful to be invited. And it's like, yeah, but like that was her whole vibe the entire, the entire time of this episode. Like she was so rude. Yeah, it, it, it went beyond Brad. I found her so rude and disrespectful. And I and I I I understand it because I I get who this woman is, but I don't understand why she thinks that's okay. It's actually ridiculous, and something that I thought while everything was happening is like, obviously you have all of these events that have unfolded in your life. If it were me, I would politely decline and focus on my home life and trying to put that together. But that said, if I were to say yes, then I would just try to make the best of it because her life is so chaotic already. Why add stress to yourself? Why add the animosity to the trip? And also, it was really sad watching everybody have fun and know that this storm is coming. And they're like, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. And it's why do you want to be that person? Also, like, can we let's get petty with the calendar, please. She's like, oh, I'm so used to flying private. Y'all have been married for like two days, bruh. Like, are you so used to flying private? You don't have a passport? Shut the fuck up. Like, also, if you had made the original put the original plan, you would have flown private on Heather's plane. Like, who is this woman? She said that she had a passport card and that she's been flying private for so long it's always accepted, but I'll tell you like, I, and I don't know if that's true. I need someone to like fact check this. I have no clue, but I will tell you that uh, we don't own a plane, um, but I have flown private a lot and they always ask for your passport. A lot of times, a lot of times they say, if you are flying private and you're not like, and there's like certain things not on board, they don't need all the information. They just need a number like three people on the plane or whatever. That's honestly I've ne- but I've so never, beside the point. I've never had that experience. And I've flown private out of the country many times. I've never, even when we fly in the country, they are very, very specific about the manifest. They need your data. Birth, on an Uber jet. On an Uber jet? <laughs> it's different. Listen, it's different when she uses her Uber points. It's fine with her ambulance, her ambulance chase her husband. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you every charter I've ever done um, and I've flown on my friends' planes as well. So it's not just chartering. Even when you own your plane, they always want to know the manifest. You have date of birth, full name, ID. It's got to be a driver's license if you're going in the country. It's got to be a passport if you're leaving the country. But for me, it was just like, I didn't need to know that. Just admit that you forgot your passport and let's move on. You're there now. Because she's saying she didn't forget her passport. She's saying she just brought her passport card instead of her passport. But again, how is that making anybody money? Who who cares? Like, if you miss the flight because shit happened, that's fine. People miss flights all the time. Like, just say that and move on. The need to let the world know that you fly private so often is like the airs this woman is putting on. It's a lot for me. I mean, and not not to, well, actually to be petty, that's funny coming from somebody who rented a house for, to film a season. Like, Absolutely. okay, sure. 
Yeah, more in on your two-year marriage. More on the jet at the reunion, by the way. Um, okay, so then they go horseback riding. So the reason why um, I actually planned the horseback riding. So um, when when the, because it was my trip, like I I sit down with production and I'm like, hey, this is what I'd like to do. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. And they were awesome. And they really everything that we want that I wanted to do pretty much we did, which is why I'm sorry you didn't get to see everything. I'm going to, I'm going to fill in the blanks for you though. Cause it was super, super fun. But one of the things was Emily said to me in passing somewhere that she has this fantasy of riding on the beach on a horse. And I'm like, I am going to make that fantasy happen for you. And so I was like, we need horses. I had no idea it was going to be 106 degrees. <laughs> I had no clue how hot it was going to be, but, um, it was going to be happy. It happened. And I kind of loved, I made myself a little note that first of all, I thought they were so cute. All of them on the horse horses. I thought it was so fun and I loved it for them. Um, and I thought it was interesting. I, I found like that Gina was kind of the narrator of this episode. Once again, being the people's champ. There you go. I loved it. I thought it was super cute. Um, thoughts on horseback riding. I love the throwback pictures of uh, in the red dress. I was just like, wow, this is iconic. And I just love watching them have fun and just like very real moments. The champagne popping was so funny. I was tackling by myself and I honestly felt like I was in Cabo with them. And I was like, you know what? This isn't bad company. Yeah, no, I like Vacation Shannon a lot. And I like Tequila Emily a lot. I think they should, <laughs> I think the two of them should meet more often. Yeah, I agree. It was really fun. Um, the only thing that bugged me was when Shannon, again, why is she throwing shade at me? She was like, I'm worried about the reception Heather's going to give Noella when she arrives. Like, I invited her. Do you think I'd be rude to her? Of course not. Hi, how are you? That's every time I see her, I do the same thing. I restart every single time. Why would I invite her if I was then going to be not nice? I'm going back to what Mandy said earlier. I don't know that that is as much her opinion of you as much as her. I think she uh, projects a lot. And I think Noelle is her friend. And so she's like, I don't want Noella to have any bad blood with Heather. And she knows that you kind of got forced into inviting her. And so I think Shannon's just like, she's just trepidatious in general. Okay. I actually took that um, a little differently. I got the vibe that everybody was really stressed out about Noella coming. And I think that the reason that there is so much nervousness is because I think everybody knows that if Noella is going to come after you, you're not going to be the one to sit back and stay quiet. So I think it was more to do with Noella's behavior because she has exemplified over time this season that she does not know how to behave nor when is the right time, right place or when to say things that it would cause some drama. And I think, you know what? It's warranted because this lady is unpredictable and Gina said it. And part of me, when Gina said that, that, you know, she's trying to tame, you know, or like kind of, gain control of somebody who is uncontrollable. I'm like, you should have known better than to force Heather to invite this girl because you know, it's not going to end well. And if we've learned anything is that Noella is going to step on whoever and whatever to get on her way, Gina included. Can Uh, I ask a question? Yes. 
are we going to keep ignoring that really ugly flower head piece thing she has in her interviews? Like for two episodes, I have sat here quiet, <laughs> hoping somebody else would bring this up because I'm tired of reading this woman's outfits. But my God, it's like she's wearing like some like knockoff Hervé Leger dress from like 2006 with this weird flower thing. What is that? I don't know, but she likes to look dramatic and she likes headpieces. And the only thing I could say, and I think I've said this before, but like reminds me a little bit of Gretchen. Like that doesn't bother me because she loves it. Might not be my style, but I do like the fact that everyone looks different. Because if everyone looked exactly the same, it would be incredibly boring. So It offends me. All right. Noted. Noted (laughs) that it offends you, Jefferson. Okay. So um, let me fill in some holes. So we get... We got to Cabo, we get to our rooms, and then we got dressed and we went um, into town. And my friend Tawny, who happened to be in Cabo, joined us. And so we all had dinner at that place, La Lupita, that I was telling you about. It's like the yummiest food. They have like short rib tacos and they bring them in this little oven thing. And oh, it's, it is so delicious. And so we had this really fun meal. And then we went across the street to this bar Emily showed her butt and ended up laying down in the middle of the street, which is why I say later, Emily, you lie down a lot. And I don't know why they kept that in because it didn't make any sense. Um, And we drank so much and we were having such, and we were laughing and, and whatever. And then we got back to the house and some of the girls got in the pool and we hung out and we did all that. So it was like a really fun full night. Cut to the next day. I met with Bing. We, the girls went horseback riding. You see me hang out with Jen. Um, it was like 106 degrees. We were sitting under a palapa. And um, she, um, she's talking about her bone tumor and that she needs to, you know, move her leg. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, she's been through so much with her leg and it's been going on for so long and she knows how to handle it. But I just feel like she's like breaking down like emotionally and physically. Do do you get that sense? Yeah, I think she's a, I think she's a full woman. I think she has entered into the show, a fully developed person with a, a whole life of pain and trauma. And I think it ex- it starts to explain a lot because I imagine like when you when there are certain things like she was talking like the pounding or whatever and how that would upset her leg. I can't imagine going through life having to a remember to do X amount of activity because it's going to be good for my leg, and then avoiding certain other things because it's going to be bad for my leg. And so like you become, I imagine she's become somewhat of a rigid person because she's got to know what's happening so she can know what she can and can't do. But she's so I mean. She's so controlled, and I mean this in a positive way, and she so doesn't want her thing. Like, she's kind of the opposite of Noella. Like, she she doesn't want everyone to know her, her foibles and her things. And so she will get up, and I think she says it, like, she'll get up early in the morning before anyone's awake and just go take care of it. So it's off the table. She, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know where she puts her alcohol, but we one of the nights we were up so late, she got up. I mean, we probably had two hours of sleep. She probably took one hour of sleep and went to work her leg out. I think when you have an injury like that, um, you you, not only you have to, but you become so grateful for movement because, you know, from what I understood, she, she was in a wheelchair with crutches. And so you don't know how much you have until you lose it. 
I had double knee reconstruction at 18 years old and was casted hip to ankle, lost all mobility in my legs, how to learn how to walk again. Like, and so that sticks in your head because there's nothing I'm telling you, nothing will humble you like being in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. as an adult who understands what the problem is. And also it's painful. So I related to her 110% because you know what you have you kind of take advantage of what you have right now because you don't know when you're going to lose it again. Because when you have injuries like that, the, the, the chances of it happening again are actually quite high. So I totally respected her. I think she has so much self-control and I was, I, I got it 100%. What's what cracks me up about that scene is the chicken. So she t- <laughs> tells this story about how her nanny made chicken once. And she says it so matter of factly, but it only happened one time. Like, well, nanny made chicken once. It was really good. I'm like, but, but your kids are like 10. Like, do you only made chicken once? Like, what do you eat every day? We launched us into this whole thing. And the chicken becomes like a running thing with me and Jen for the rest of the season because it just cracked me up about the chicken. Um, okay, so they come back from horseback riding. Um, they go in the pool and it's, I mean, it's so hot. So now let me fill in another hole. So this is what happened. Noella was supposed to arrive by, I can't remember the exact time, but it was the afternoon. It was before dinner. So I'm going to post pictures of all this, but I bought, I had these bags made for everyone. Um, So you know me, I like to do favors. And so what I do is a lot of times if I see something fabulous, I'll buy eight of something, 10 of something and put it away until like the appropriate moment. So I like, I don't know, six months before, I mean, I, this was a while ago. It had nothing to do with the show or this trip, but I had had these bags made that said Dom pay all day. Okay. From this cool monogramming company. Cause they, cause I had bought a bag that said, um, it was a Vouv Co one, but I don't remember what it said. One said MVP more Vouv please. And the other one that said like, I don't know, something. But anyway, they were super cute. So I called that company. I had these bags made and I figured, oh, next time I take a trip with my friends or whatever, I'm going to have these bags. And then I forgot about them. And then we were going on this trip. So I pulled them all out. Perfect colors. I love this. This is so fun for Mexico. I, there, The last time I was in Mexico, I had discovered this designer, uh, Regina Donde. And she's a designer out of Mexico City. And I love getting to know local designers and like getting something, you know, that's cool like that. And so I had contacted her and she actually flew in with her daughter and did a trunk show for us. And it was so cool. I have pictures. So cool. So fun. So what I did was I took everyone's bags. I had tags made with everyone's names on them. And I had everyone's bags. Oh, and then in the bag, I had a T-shirt from my line from Heather's Closet that says, did I hear a cork pop? Because, you know, I said that on the show. And so it's just a cute, yummy T-shirt. So I had the T-shirt put inside the bags and they were all lined up on the main couch there. And I had them bring in some bottles of Dom Pei. And so what I thought would be fun, I thought Noella was going to be there. There was a bag for her. Thought she'd be there, thought we'd do a champagne toast, we'd do this fashion thing, everyone would get something, and then we would, you know, get ready for dinner. That was the plan. But because Noella was late, she didn't get there for that. So I had her bag and I held it for her and I gave it to her later. Um, but we, um, 
that's what we did. So we had this fun shopping moment and we were drinking and it was fun and whatever. And then we heard that Noella missed the flight and that she was coming later, but she was coming so much later. And there were so many other things planned. We couldn't wait. So here's what happened. We got in the van. We went to dinner Wait, I'll tell you that in a second because, oh yeah, we got in the van, we went to dinner and when we arrived, I actually know the manager at this restaurant, Acre. You guys, you would love it. It's this big, beautiful place that's like acres and acres and they actually have like treehouse rooms there that you can stay in. Um, it's not near the water, it's inland, but it's just kind of cool. It's like you're in the jungle. It's really, really neat. So John, who's the manager there, had welcome cocktails for us, put us on golf carts and took us on a tour around the property, showing us like the pickleball courts and the this and the that. And then they have a puppy rescue. So we got to go into the puppy rescue and play with all the puppies and take care of them. And we took pictures with them and it was just so fun. And then they took us to their mango grove and we picked mangoes and there was this little burrow, like a mini, like a mini donkey with like this basket. And so you would, you would pick the mangoes and put them in the basket on the little burrow. And then there was another area and we did like a little cooking thing. And Jen and I ended up being the chefs and they taught us how to make ceviche. So we made ceviche for everyone. And then there was another area where they taught us how to make their proprietary margarita with the mango puree from the mango trees. So fun. So we had a little bite and we made margaritas and it was so fun. And then we went to the table to have dinner. So I want you to understand it's not like we got home from horseback riding and changed and went off to dinner and didn't wait for her. There was hours and hours and hours that had gone by and we knew she was coming. There was a car waiting for her to bring her to the restaurant. Only a brat has a has a group of people doing something that she's a part of and expects all of these grown ass people to wait for you because you forgot your shit. No. <laughs> I mean she walks in and she goes not to be shady but uh the we- oh in her confessional the weather and takes out a fan like I'm sorry am I also the weather man? Am I actually can I change the bar- I mean I am really powerful you guys. There's a lot I can do apparently. I can have cars canceled. I can um slam people against walls. I can coerce people into different opinions. I can have someone go after people and I can make the weather very hot. From the moment she walked in, I was annoyed. Like there's no other feeling I get when she's on camera other than annoyed or furious because in top of everything, you know, damn well where you're going. She's like, I thought I was going to be put in this bad hotel or something. <laughs> like in what world? In what world? You were going to, so, all right. So you're invited and you were going to be stuck in a bad hotel Okay. And then you're complaining about the weather that we have no control over. And then a good hostess would be here when I arrived. Hours and hours and hours late. By the way, if it were me that were arriving so late, I would have been embarrassed. She never texted any of us, called any of us. We heard through production that she was late and why she was late. She never 
contacted anybody. I believe I don't. Did she? I'm trying to think now. Did she text any of the girls? I don't think so. Well, no, because they were all sitting around the table asking the like, and I think it was Gina or Shannon who was like, no one checked on her, no one's heard from her. Da 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 da. da. So I can't imagine that anyone had talked to her. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your house. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's G-E-I-C-O, Geico.com. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. Okay, so we finally get to the dinner table and it's really hot, right? But they got these fans. They were so nice. And we're sitting at the jungle table. By the way, the food was phenomenal. I mean, you guys, this restaurant is so good. So now we're drinking margaritas. We got the puree and da 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 and whatever. So we waited because we heard she was coming. We didn't order food until she got there because we had had a little bite at the, you know, the, the ceviche thing we did and it was fine. So we sat there and we waited because we weren't rude and waited for her to arrive at the restaurant. Look, if she was going to be three hours late for dinner, we would have ordered but she wasn't. So she arrived, she sat down. And from the moment she sat down, she was so fucking picky. I mean, with everything. And she made such a big deal. First of all, okay. Have you ever done that tequila thing with the orange and the cinnamon? No, No, but I'm a big tequila person. And now I want to try it. Have you ever heard of this? I've never heard of this. Okay. I'm going to tell you two things that I've learned at Javier's. The first thing is, and I have to remember if it's classe azul you do this with, I don't remember, but this is what Paul Nassif turned Terry on to. And it's really interesting. So you take, I think it's classy as well. I'm going to double check, but you put it in a shaker with ice and you stir it. You can't shake it. And I don't know why that is, but you stir it and then you just pour it into um, a martini glass and it changes the taste of it. And it's, you could drink it straight and it's like sweet. It almost tastes like a sweet drink. I don't know if it's how the metal oxidizes the tequila. I don't understand what does this, but it's incredibly good. That was the first thing I learned. The second thing is one of the managers, Adon, he was like, oh, you guys got to try this. And he brings over oranges, slices, and the cinnamon. And we're like, what is this? He's like, forget about the tequila, uh, the salt tequila lime. He goes, this is how we do it where I'm from. And I'm like, okay. So you take a shot. And then you, you, what you dip the orange in the cinnamon, you take a shot and you put it in your mouth. It's super interesting. It's cool. So I had said to everyone, do you want to try this? And oh my God, with the, the tequila's hot, it's warm. It's 106 degrees outside, first of all. But a shot, you throw back. I know. And don't you love how they keep trying to make you the pretentious one? I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you're up there. But yeah, I get it. I own that. No, no, I own that part. Look, I like my wine at a certain temperature. I like certain kind of champagne. I will totally own that. But if I'm sitting at someone else's table and they said, hey, let's try this shot. Guess what? I'm either drinking it or I'm not, but I'm not going to announce it to the table like that. It's like in that movie. I feel like that movie is like a boxing movie where they're like the loudest one in the room. 
is always is like usually trying to prove something you know what i mean like she keeps needing to have a complaint to show you that that she's expect she's used to better or whatever or you're not perfect i don't know her reasons but i'm i know she's got one i can smell it on her and it's like just take the shot and shut up or quietly just be like you know hey like because like don't get me wrong i've been picky at a table and i'll like get a waiter's attention oh me too just do it on the side and like you know, let it go, but don't cause a scene. It was very loud. It was just, it was a lot. And then, um, and then with her food. So I need to explain something. There was an ongoing thing with Noella. So when she, when she found out about the divorce, she was in, you know, like devastation mode. She kept telling all of us that she wasn't eating. She was staying in bed till two o'clock in the afternoon. Her mom had to feed her spoonfuls of protein shakes. This was a a constant thing going on that we were hearing about. And it was concerning. And she was talking about how skinny she was. And like, I get it when you're in trauma, it's like the trauma diet, right? You tend to, some people gain weight, some people lose weight. It's just, I, I get that. But it was like concerning. And then seeing her doing shots at Max's party, I'm like, well, are you not eating? And you're drink. It was all very concerning. And then she made such a big deal about the food. I, I mean, it was just like, like, I don't care if you want to eat or you don't want to eat, but why do I have to hear about it? And then Emily, but then I was like, why is Emily and Shannon was it Emily and Shannon or Emily and Gina speaking for me when they went to the bathroom and Emily's like, I don't think Heather is like, I can't remember exactly what she said, but like, I think Heather's annoyed that you're not finishing your dinner. I never said that. I don't care. Eat, don't eat. I just, if I was irritated and I didn't tell Emily that, but if I was irritated, it's because I don't want to talk about her meal. This entire time that I'm watching this unfold, I'm literally looking at Gina, like, look what you did. Do you see what you did? for trying to be nice. And I understand Jefferson's going to come at me because she's the people's champ. But at, th- at that point, I blame Gina. She wasn't supposed to come uh, up until she came to your house and asked. And, and now she's making the show we all knew she was going to make. Being dramatic, causing that whole day was, fu- was fun. And then she shows up and <laughs> guess what happens? It all goes to shit. And we will not have Gina Slander. <laughs> How dare you? Wait, just to finish this, because I want to get your complete thoughts on all of it. She also said, Noella also, she was like, I don't care what Heather Dubrow thinks about what I'm eating. And then she said, Nicole had her marching orders. Heather tried to set me up. I mean, is she out of her mind? Does she really think I have time or the inclination to set what set her up for what? I don't know. I don't, I, but yes, I, I don't know why that thing in the bathroom happened. I think it was Emily and Gina. I don't know why they were saying, like, I think they were annoyed. I don't know why they need to say you were annoyed. I, don't know I know that was annoying basis or something. Maybe, I don't know. But like, I think I respect what they were trying to do, which is like, Hey dude, like we had to fight to get you here. Can you chill? Can you just calm down? I will say that somebody on Twitter because I was looking at the at the Orange County uh, hashtag, somebody said something. They were like, they called you patronizing. And I and when she said that thing about like, oh, does Heather Dubrow not like something, whatever. And I was like, if you remember, I told you this in like the first episode. It's like when you are someone who has incredibly high standards that you're you're willing to kind of answer to, you know what I'm saying? Like you get to have high standards 
you're willing to stress you and your household out so you can have a clean house and have, you know, gift bags everywhere. So that's something you want to do. And I think because other people don't live that way, they find it condescending because they're just have their they're forced to recognize that they are they do not throw a party like this or this is not how they vacation or whatever. And I think people receive it as patronizing or condescending. And so I think if anybody had said, oh, don't do that because the host doesn't like it, I'd be like, fuck that host. Like, don't tell me not to eat my food or to eat my food because somebody doesn't like it. But I do think that the running theme here is that you are a lot, but you know you're a lot and and you're okay with being a lot. And I think other people find it intimidating and not because they're intimidated by you but they just like it's like you know like when you think your house is clean and then you go to like a person with ocd's house you're like oh i am not clean. <laughs> it's like i think they find it intimidating like they're, they're like oh i just don't do this i would not charter a jet i wouldn't care this much i wouldn't have a designer fly in for a trunk show you do a lot yeah i am um, what i find not interesting, but what I, when I watch the episodes and I see all the shade she throws at me, I think, God, you're so rude. Like everything that comes out of your mouth is so nasty. And if you look at my side to Noella, I mean, I really, I don't throw shade at her. I don't mock her. I don't, I, I really don't. And I mean, what she's saying that I set her up, I mean, it's just, it's just not true like I didn't even talk to the other girls about her only but and if it came up only to say she's saying that you know I she's lying about me I don't understand why she's lying about me I think Noella has an MO and that's to make you the scene of the season even though she's quite clearly the villain of the season and it's actually infuriating because We've watched time and time again, she doesn't own up to her actions. Like you want to be this person, then go for it and own it. But stop acting like the victim, because at this point you are literally not. And she just shows up day in, day out with a negative attitude. And I'm just over it. I'm over her. And I'm overhearing her talk so much crap. She understands her job. And that is the consensus of Twitter is that she understands her job. She does not have any money or taste or class. We know that. So what she can bring to the table is drama. Like, yeah, but that, when drama... I get that, but when drama is not based in authenticity, it ends up falling flat. And there'll be more on this as we go on and then at the reunion and then afterwards, we'll have a good uh, <clears throat> debrief episode. But I mean, that's the problem I have with it. And again, the running theme is always, you're allowed to have your opinion. I don't, you know, if she doesn't like me or she, you know, it feels I behave a certain way or speak a certain way, those are her opinions and she's entitled to her opinions. What I can't stand are lies, the constant lies made up about things that I am doing or saying, and then basing opinions and spreading rumors around those. That's not acceptable. Yeah, I would say the difference between the two of you all, well, the clearest difference, in my opinion, is that you have a certain way of living that you are trying to stick with and how you approach your life. 
And so that's just kind of how you're moving forward. And Noella is just constantly reacting negatively to how you are living your life. And I think that is the difference. Noella is not doing anything, but responding negatively to other people doing something. But she's lying about me. She's just, right. That's just her responding negatively. Like you haven't actually done anything. She's just like, oh, Heather breathed this morning. Fuck that bitch. (laughs) How dare she? She thinks she owns the oxygen. I actually wouldn't believe she would say that. I'm come like episode 12. I'm expecting it. Here's the thing. And I always say this, like when you think you're smarter than the show, you've lost. And we all get caught up sometimes in that. Um, I was really relaxed. I think I've told you guys going into this season because I felt like, you know what? This is me. This is my life. This is my family. I'm going to react to what happens and to the situations I'm put in. But like, that's it. Like, you know, there's no, I just felt like it was going to just be very easy just to be in the moment and all that. But when someone tells lies about you, it's like boxing shadows. There's what, I mean, there's just, it's very, very frustrating because I can comment and react to someone's opinion of me, or if I've said or done something, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. I've said things that I would like to take back. I, I have reacted in ways I'd like to redo. Um, that's what the reunion is for, but no one is perfect. But again, it's just very hard to be yourself and, and, and feel relaxed. And in the moment when someone is just telling lies about you, it's called gaslighting. It yeah. Is. Yeah. It is exactly what that is. She doesn't see it, uh, you know. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm well, she probably can't spell gaslighter. Oh dear. Um, I'm curious to see how the audience uh, reacts to this episode, and so you'll have to let me know, Jefferson, from your point of view. Mandy's still not back on social media, and I'll have a look see and see what's going on. But we're actually dark next week. There's not an episode. Um, so we'll finish with our recaps the week after. What did you guys think of kind of like the scenes coming? I am not ready. I am not ready. <laughs> talking about, you know, we're on episode seven. I'm like, how many episodes are left? Because I really don't know that my heart can take this. You know, it's just so much. And I'm watching everything unfold in the preview. And I'm like, oh boy, like we're, we're like nowhere near the height of the drama. There's just a lot more that's going to happen. I was not prepared for that preview. I really wasn't. Like, I was like, oh, shit, Cabo gets weird. Cabo gets weird quick. And like, there's a lot of anger involved. And it's weird. Yeah. It is weird. All right. Well, stay tuned for all of that. Thank you guys so much for being here. Adore both of you. Um, have a fantastic evening. Um, you guys, we have a great guest on the show tomorrow is Jessica Swig. You're going to love her. I'm going to do a little update of what's going on around here. And then she's going to be on, she's got this awesome book and it's going to be great. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have a second, please go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review and say what you love about Heather Dubrow's world. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Download new episodes every Thursday and Friday on Podcast One, the Podcast One app, or Apple Podcasts. And please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a lovely five-star rating. Go to Apple Podcasts and say how much you love Heather Dubrow's World. See you next week. Do you own or rent your home? 
Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your house. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's G-E-I-C-O, GEICO.com. 